0: Hey everyone, welcome to this episode. This is the podcast based on the fundamentals of success for the 21st century. My name is Jordan Lane Miller and I'm excited to be here with you sharing my experiences, insights, successes, and struggles. I'm also beyond excited to bring you amazing interviews with people who are already excelling in these eight fundamentals in their own right. And that'll be the primary format of this podcast. But every once in a while I'll jump on and Just um, individually share some of my thoughts and experiences uh, with one of these fundamentals or one or more of them. And uh, that's what we'll do this week on this episode. Um, And the fundamental that we're going to be discussing is emotional intelligence or more informally known as EQ. And this is going to be a tough one because it's not one that is um, natural for me. It's not one that's natural to I think a lot of people. Because it's not taught in our school system at all. It is something that is becoming more popular uh, and prevalent in our society, which is a good thing. But to be able to discuss it and talk about it takes a tremendous amount of effort and uh, vulnerability. You know, so there's a good reason the term emotional intelligence or EQ has become popular in our culture. You know, we interact with many people around the globe. Yet, while our number of interactions have increased significantly, our ability to understand our emotions has failed to keep pace. And during our school years, uh, during our you know traditional schooling years, right, we aim at increasing our EQ, or our IQ, our intelligence quotient, and spend very little time increasing our EQ. And that might have been okay, you know, many decades ago. But again, as we get as we grow more globally connected and in our, in, in our um, communications and interactions increase, we have to really switch that. No longer do we need to just focus on IQ. We need to focus on EQ. And like I said before, this fundamental was the most difficult for me to understand. And it's the most challenging for me to continue to practice in my daily life. I hope it's one day that it will become commonplace for uh, our children, or anyone for that matter, to express and communicate their emotions openly. It wasn't that way for me growing up, and I imagine it's that way. It's not that way for for the majority of people, because the way that we express our emotions, uh, I think, is pretty evident uh, in our culture right now that it is not appropriate. We lash out in ways that are hurtful, harmful, and sometimes tragic. You know, so I, just as an example of my experience of where my EQ started, or the lack of it. Um, was in youth sports. Now, youth sports shaped many of my ideologies I still carry today. I think there's some tremendous lessons to be, to be learned from youth sports, and I'm forever grateful for those. Things like um, self-management and uh, teamwork, some communication, some goal setting, those kind of things. But there is, however, a scarlet letter that is associated with youth sports these days. And I think that one is that uh, the concept of being able to express our feelings on the playing field has, uh, has not been allowed, or I guess. It, it was first spoken to us, right? Stop crying uh, on, the, on the field. Uh, when we got hurt, when we made a bad play, or we lost a game, yeah, we weren't allowed to cry. It was, it was seen as weakness. Then it eventually became uh, un, an unspoken rule. Never show your emotions on the field. Emotions were seen as weakness and not strength. How many people here can relate and, you know, heard the phrases, or maybe indirectly or directed at them, take it like a man, suck it up, stop whining. These are the messages that I was taught and that were spoken to me uh, growing up, and, and they stunted my personal growth tremendously. It has taken an extraordinary effort to reverse the effects of those expectations. Now, as a high school coach with the roles reversed, I encourage my players to express all of their emotions, regardless of what they may be. I'm not going to shut down what my players are feeling, because I know that the more we practice identifying their emotions, the better we will become in managing them. And this, is, this produces the most positive outcome. And while it may be tough in that moment, it really, in the long run, the final result is the best result. I've seen remarkable growth in individual players who started with no, absolutely no control over their emotions uh, to now being able to recognize and work through them in just a few seconds while in the, still in the heat of competition. I mean, I'm talking about players that the slightest little thing would just send them over the edge and, and they wouldn't be able to recover for the entire game to now being able to internalize that and, um, effectively uh, show it um, you know, with, their <clears throat> excuse me, with their emotions and actions. So there are four components to emotional intelligence that need to be understood. One is self-awareness, two is self-management, three is social awareness, and four is relationship management. Now self-management is, or excuse me, self-awareness is the first step, and that's really being able to identify our emotions and, and who we are. The second step, self-management, that's in relationship to self-awareness. So once we've identified our emotions and what we're feeling, now how do we manage our actions? How do we manage those emotions and what actions do we take uh, based on those emotions? And the third one, social awareness, would be um, our surroundings. How aware we are we of our surroundings, not only the physical environment, um, you know, places we live and, and that we're existing in, but re- social of what's the, what's the environment of the people that are around us and, and everything that's going on. And the fourth one is the relationship management. How do we managing our relationships with our closest, with our inner circle, with our friends, with our associates? And by working on these aspects uh, throughout our day, uh, we can increase our EQ dramatically in just a short amount of time. Now, I will say that it will take a significant investment of time and effort more to truly master these skills. However, an intentional focus uh, allows um, allows us to have incredible progress to be made early on. So, the first step is self-awareness. This is a huge hurdle for younger generations, and I guess it's growing everywhere now. But I mean, especially with younger generations, because we've grown up in an online world right that is constantly bombarding us with their advice i would say this is millennials and younger Uh, other people's opinions on who we are supposed to be what we're supposed to wear how we're supposed to feel and what we're supposed to do have left us really clueless as we mature into adults self-awareness for me is the single biggest contributor to my current results in life and one i have a positive example and and a I would say, I don't want to say negative, but maybe detrimental or one that just didn't turn out the way I should have. So one way this fundamentals helped me was in recognizing from a very young age that I was always going to be my own boss. There was never any question because I knew early on what made me happy, what got me excited and what I struggled with. And so taking orders from someone was not going to happen as I grew older. However, creating an environment of collaboration was. So I love working with people. I love being around people, just not in a top-down boss employee type setting, even if I'm the boss, right? Even in my current my current businesses and everything, I, I foster more of a collaboration, seeing people on equal playing fields, even though we all have different roles um, and responsibilities. So that was how it positively affected me because I've moved in that uh, – in that direction from day one on the other hand my experience in college was an example of a lack of self-awareness and i say my experience in college because during my high school years it was ingrained in me that the next step was going to be college i never questioned it it just in the in the um, town and in the high school i grew up in that was just commonplace there wasn't any talk about doing really doing anything else there was a few of you know the people that might not have fit in that kind of did something else. Maybe they traveled for a year, those or something else. But there was never it was just it was basically college, and so um, I was fortunate that I could afford it. But that doesn't mean that it was right for me. So if I had taken some time to self-assess my best solution, I would have realized that going directly into entrepreneurship was my better alternative at the time. So that lack of self-awareness cost me four years and thousands of dollars for something that wasn't the right fit for me. Now, I'm not going to say college is not the right fit for everybody, because college is absolutely the correct path for some people. I just encourage people to make sure you are aware or they are aware of why or why not for themselves. So that's kind of self-awareness, a couple of examples. But again, so what is self-awareness? It's, it's identi- being able to identify the emotions at any given point uh, during the day because we have a full range of emotions that we experience from the time we get up to the time we go to bed. Now, awareness is a great start, but as I stated before, knowledge, or, you know, as I've said before, right, that knowledge is uh, useless, without actions, is useless, right? A lot of people talk about knowledge being power. It's not. Awareness without management is equally ineffective. Uh, The next, next step to improving... Our EQ, right, once we've identified our, aware- our emotions and have self-awareness is, is self-management. So how do we handle our emotions once we have identified them? And we live in an online world that can expose us in an instant, and that is an incredibly vulnerable place to be. So we've stopped expressing our emotions in appropriate ways. Sadly, we're seeing violent and tragic results occur almost on a weekly basis in our country, and it doesn't seem to be getting better. And this is going to take a monumental effort from enough people, a coordinated effort from enough people to really reverse these effects. So once we've kept them inside for for long enough, the the pipe will eventually burst and out come all the emotions we've been harboring inside. So I imagine I'm similar to many, many people. I experienced the entire range of emotions and and, you know, I've chosen or I did when I was growing up, I've chosen to chose to keep them inside and bottle them. Now, fortunately for me, I I never considered any kind of tragic endings, right? Um, Like we've, like we're seeing basically on that weekly basis I've talked about, but it did cost me many relationships over the years. Nobody wants to be around someone who remains emotionless during the highs and lows of life, right? Nobody wants to say they're the friend of a, you know, a wet blanket. So while that sounds odd, I mean, really take a minute to th- think about your emotions. Even in a comfortable setting with your friends, how much authenticity do you express to others? I would venture, a guess, based on some research and just based on my experiences while going through this, that most people go through their days suppressing the majority of their real emotions. And I think the reason is because we don't know how to express them. So we have these, but we just keep bottled up because we're worried about what other people think. Because we haven't gotten the first part down, which is self-awareness. Now, another part of um, component of emotional intelligence and, and getting it fully mastered is so, uh, social awareness. So we're we're so often caught up in the mix of what is going on and what we have, what is um, you know staring back at us at the devices we carry that we completely miss the world around us. We absolutely have no idea what is happening and all the beauty that's in our environment. So in my own experience, it took moving away from the unbelievable surroundings I grew up in to gain an awareness of the beauty I live in, I now live in. And so I was raised at the base of the Rocky Mountains with 14,000 foot peaks, staring right back at me. And growing up, I let that all pass me by. I took it for granted. And, uh, you know, where I grew up, some of the most remarkable people from all over the world come to to, uh, traverse these streets. Olympic athletes, intelligent business minds, world-renowned leaders, all come here to decide to call my city home. And how often do I can stop to consider that? I'll be honest, growing up, it was never. It never crossed my mind. What about in your experience? You know, how, Have you taken any time to pause from the constant rush of your day to soak in all that is happening? Here's just a a real easy example. You know, during rush hour traffic, people drive home or, you know, driving to or from work. And sometimes you'll see the most gorgeous sunsets or sunrises. And you just see people just whizzing right on by, not taking any time to soak that up. I mean, that happens on a constant day. Just taking that simple 5 seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds to recognize the beauty that's going on would go a long way for having some social awareness, because once we have that, once we start with that and can, and can express and recognize that gratitude, it then allows us to take the next step, which is what, what good can we see in the people that are around us in our environment and our neighborhood on our block, right on our street? What about our neighbors? You know, people at the grocery store, when we, can, when we start with just whizzing by the beauty that's around us, then we don't look for it in other people. So we're not really aware of what's going on with those around us and how they affect our lives. So um, and understand, having an understanding of who we are within the world we live in is a significant tr- contributor to how we show up. And finally, right? how are we managing our relationships? Do we have a true sense of how those in our lives feel about us? And do we understand how we are making them feel? Right? Are they positive or are they negative? How many people have taken the time to ask questions consistently about these interactions, about these relationships on a day-to-day basis? So several years back, I finally got the courage to ask uh, those in my sphere of influence uh, what they really felt about me. So I asked them to grade me you know, on a scale from 1 to 10, uh, you know, on the 10 characteristics I wanted to be identified with most. A few of those qualities being loyalty, integrity, honesty, listening, and confidence. And their responses were eye-opening and humbling to me. And, and the reason being is what I discovered was that I wasn't showing up to them necessarily the way I thought I was. Now, to be honest, with that, um, with that server that I sent out, I got really, really high remarks. But that wasn't necessarily what I wanted because I know that I need to improve. I know that there's a lot of things that I still need to work on. So if they were willing to give me nines and tens across the board, it was one of two things. One, I really was that great. Or two, it was that they weren't ready or trusting of me to be honest with me. And I'm going to admit that it was the second one. right? I admit that I need work, and that's why I sent it out, because I wanted to know what I needed to work on. And so these, these people that were in my sphere were not, grading me in the way that I had asked them to, which was be harsh, be critical. You know, you can say it all nice and diplomatically, but I I know I'm not perfect at these. Which ones do you think I need to improve on most? And I didn't get that from them. So that what that told me was that I hadn't gained their trust, which is 100% my responsibility. That falls on me. It has nothing to do with them. I'm not upset with them at all, or I wasn't upset with them. I didn't take the actions up front. So as you can start, you know, start to see and start to understand the trend of for success in life moving forward, especially as we get into this interconnected global um, world we live in, is that excelling in the soft skills are far more important than excelling in the, the hard skills. To grow our EQ, we must spend the majority of our time studying and applying the soft skills of life. Hard skills are those traditional subjects that taught in school currently, typing, writing, math, reading, those kind of things. And those are important, right? I'm not going to say that we don't need to learn those. But soft skills are they include listening, communicating, empathy, vulnerability, confidence, and, and connectedness, to name a few. Those are what we really need to be studying because we can easily pick up on the, the hard skills. The soft skills are what takes the time. Now, right now, our, in our traditional school setting, our curriculum should be, or it's messed up. The ratios are all messed up. We should be 90% soft skills and 10% hard skills. But right now, I'm, I'm pretty sure that if you ask anybody or if you assess any school, they're going to say that, no, it's 90% hard skills and maybe 10% soft skills. Maybe. It might just be 100% hard skills. So we can enlist YouTube as as our teacher for the hard skills at any moment. Anything that we need to learn how to do, we can do it with uh, a how-to YouTube video. There's plenty of them out there, but we cannot successfully outsource our ability to empathize and learn uh, the soft skills. That we have to take upon ourselves, and we have to do it individually, and we have to do it collectively. So those are just some thoughts that I have on on emotional intelligence and vulnerability. As I said, I'm, I'm the biggest work in progress. I admit that, and I'm also willing to uh, tackle it head-on, and I look forward to other people helping me and, um, and vice versa, because together we can make this uh, a special experience, a special life, a special world. So until next time, uh, be great. Looking forward to it, uh, and connect with me on, uh, the other social media platforms, um, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, My handles are at Jordan Lane Miller or at J Lane Miller. I'd love to connect and uh, continue this journey uh, together. Thanks so much.